Morning prayer begins this morning on page four of the prayer book. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart to a God that will not despise. Continue on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 86 on page 447. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, and hear me, for I am poor and in misery. Preserve thou my soul, for I am holy. My God, save thy servant that putteth his trust in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I will call daily upon thee. Comfort the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and gracious and of great mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, Lord, unto my prayer, and ponder the voice of my humble desires. In the time of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou hearest me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord. There is not one that can do as thou doest. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship thee, O Lord and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. O knit my heart unto thee, that I may fear thy name. I will thank thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will praise thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the nethermost hell. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the congregations of violent men have sought after my soul, and have not set thee before their eyes. 
But thou, O Lord God, art full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, plenteous in goodness and truth. O turn thee then unto me, and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and help the son of thine handmaid. Show some token upon me for good, that they who hate me may see it and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast holpen me and comforted me. Psalm 142 I cried unto the Lord with my voice, yea, even unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaints before him, and showed him of my trouble. When my spirit was in heaviness, thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked also upon my right hand, and saw that there was no man that would know me. I had no place to flee unto, and no man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord, and said, Thou art my hope and my portion in the land of the living. Consider my complaint, for I am brought very low. O deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may give thanks unto thy name, which thing, if thou wilt grant me, then shall the righteous resort unto my company. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirty-seventh verse of the eighth chapter of the first book of Kings. When there is famine in the land, pestilence or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, when their enemy besieges them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by anyone or by all your people Israel, when each one knows the plague of his own heart, and spreads out his hands toward this temple. Then hear in heaven your dwelling place, and forgive and act, and give to every one according to all his ways, whose heart you know, for you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men, that they may fear you all the days that they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. Moreover, considering a foreigner, who is not of your people, Israel, but has come from a far country for your name's sake, for they will hear of your great name and your strong hand and your outstretched arm when he comes and prays toward this temple. Hear in heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you that all peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this temple which I have built is called by your name. Here endeth the first lesson. Together Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. For you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For one, one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work, of what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are.
no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world or life or death, or things present or things to come, all are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. 
O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We should uh, note, as, as I, when I hear from morning prayer, I try to emphasize that our morning prayer lessons on Sunday are meant to connect with the Eucharistic lessons. So morning prayer is kind of leading us into the Eucharist. And uh, with regard to our, our Old Testament lesson from Kings, it's connecting with the uh, gospel lesson, which will be the, the woman of Canaan who comes to Jesus to have her daughter uh, delivered from uh, sort of uh, demon vexation or, or harassment or possession, however we might interpret that. And it plays on the different um, understandings, or the, I should say the development of what, what is the temple of God. So this chapter eight of First Kings is, is where Solomon has a, a great prayer of dedication. Kings describes how you know, David wanted to build the temple in Jerusalem but God didn't let him because he was, as Chronicle says, a, a man of blood. And so his son built this, this temple, a magnificent building project. And when it was finished, he had a great prayer of dedication. And when he uh, dedicated it, the glory cloud uh, from God came and rested in the temple. Um, and God, in a sense, took up residence and lived there. And, and there was no sense that God was fully housed in the temple. Uh, there's there's the um, inclination or the implication in the Psalms that the temple is God's footstool. That sees obviously lives everywhere, but it's a localized presence. And so Solomon's prayer here in the in the um, lesson we read is that when people would pray towards the temple he's dedicating, where God's presence is, God who is in heaven would hear here at, at his footstool and respond to the request and answer the prayer. And there are two particular petitions in this section we read. One is for if Israel's being subject to any manner of harassment, a plague, pestilence, famine, battle, that, that they would um, 
turn to God and God would hear their prayer and deliver them. And then there's the idea that, that if a foreigner comes, and it's notable in this passage, a foreigner comes seeking your name. So it, it, it's, it's not the idea that anyone's prayer anywhere would be heard, but the foreigner who has heard of the fame of the God of Israel and comes to seek the God of Israel uh, would, would be heard by God. And we, we note here that Solomon has a much um, more, uh, shall we say, missionary and, and open view of the foreigner coming. Uh, you know, by the time you get the New Testament, the Pharisees where Gentiles are, be, are to be, you know, uh, rejected as unclean, this, that, this attitude wasn't really present in the, the stage of the Old Testament about a thousand years before Christ. And so um, that prayer of Solomon clearly connects with the women of Canaan, who has heard of uh, the great fame, heard of, it, of Jesus, and has come um, out of the coast of Tyre and Sidon to Jesus with a prayer. And the connection is in the, the, the development of the idea of the temple, where in Solomon's temple, this is the place God lives among people. But now in Jesus, as John tells us, the word is made flesh and dwelt among us. And the presence of God has now shifted from the Old Testament temple to the person of Jesus Christ. And this is powerfully brought out in the Gospels by the fact that Jesus, um, in, in his ministry, presumes to take upon himself the ability to do all the things that one would normally have to go to the temple to do. Uh, be healed, be forgiven, all those kinds of things. And so this woman comes to Jesus and she, in the gospel today, she'll, she'll be heard and be healed in fulfillment of that prayer. And, and so um, there's our connection there. The, the secondary connection of the lessons of Corinthians really connects to our epistle of Thessalonians, where it talks about holiness. And the idea of the temple develops from the temple in Jerusalem to the person of Jesus, but then to the church as the body of Christ through the gift of the Holy Spirit, because just as the glory cloud came into Solomon's temple and God took up residence, so in the spirit, which is the glory of God, is given to us in baptism, um, God takes up residence in us, and that means we're called to be holy. And so when a foreigner comes because they've heard of the great fame of, of God, comes to Jesus and the prayer is heard and enters into a relationship in the spirit with the God of Israel. Now the God of Israel is going to take up residence within that person. And now the concern becomes holiness. And that's what um, is, is picked up in 1 Corinthians 13 in our epistle today from Thessalonians. And the one point just to stress about, about this is the corporate nature or the concern that um, each member is aware of um, the good of the entire body, that we, we, the moral requirements are about not just, you know, how, how my good may be furthered or hindered, but how I'm, I'm serving the good of the whole. So St. Paul in, in 1 Corinthians 3 is talking about, you know, the, the problem in Corinth, they're, they're dividing by allegiance to personality. I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, which is a, a very popular thing to do in church to prefer one to another. But notice what he says at the end. He says, this 
this the judgment will come because this um this division destroys the temple and when you destroy god's temple judgment comes upon you because you're the temple which means that when we presume in the body of christ to divide the body because i prefer this person to that person it's not the prohibition of my personal preference that is being sanctioned it is the fact that that harms the body and we should note that when we talk about different personalities in ministry and in church um rather than seeing it as i like this guy or i like that guy uh or even you know i like this woman her the way she she her ministry goes it's we should learn to appreciate the diversity of all and maturity will be shown when we listen to somebody teach or preach who isn't our very favorite and yet we can in humility learn a lesson uh, be blessed by that see what that god is saying to us through that and that's how we're challenged because it's really a consumer orientation that always demands that ministry and music and teaching be just the way i want it and to be stretched into discomfort and to learn something in a new way is a sign of christian maturity so saint paul is really um uh, exhorting us to honor all the ministry of the body and rather than judging it based on our, our our thought of what it looks like we should learn how to benefit from each the gift of each member of the body and this comes in our epistle lesson this morning in the in the teaching of sexual morality which is interesting because he talks about you know that that uh he talks about fornication and prohibits that and, and but he says you possess your vessel in sanctification and honor but he says that he um uh he, he talks about defrauding your brother in this manner and we should remember that that this is really the principal point of sexual morality it's not that god says you know he doesn't want you to enjoy the expression of, of of your desires it is that um unless it has boundaries um our desires will hurt people so um if if uh if if the person does not belong to us by marriage then to take something from that person is to defraud a future spouse and so there's always this concern about the good of the body and this is lost in our culture where morality is primarily caught up with the idea of my personal fulfillment whereas in the scriptures it's really it's really caught up in the idea of how we live together as a body effectively and how i um in a sense sacrifice a personal uh, ability to grab something for myself for, for the purpose of being part of a community where I get so much benefit from so many other members, but I, I observe the boundaries where, where I won't hurt people and they won't hurt me. Those are the boundaries of the commandments, ultimately the boundaries of love, and which means requires we say no to certain things in order we might love people. So this is how we become the new temple of God, where God's spirit dwells within us and we are filled with the Holy Spirit and then we learn how to live in relationships that are holy, that where we're blessed by each other, but we also honor and respect each other, the boundaries. We don't take that which is not ours. And that's a progression. The woman of Canaan comes out of the coasts and comes to Jesus and her prayer is heard. And she now is going to have a relationship with the God of Israel. But now her life is going to be made holy. 
And now she's going to have to probably say no to some of the pagan stuff she's involved in that probably influenced her daughter getting in trouble there. And we have to start reordering our lives because God's going to um, dwell in us. And that holiness is what God does in us as we live that life for prayer. He points out to us what won't stay, what's got to go. And that's kind of the Lenten season now where we're examining our lives and looking deeper at our motivations and what we're doing, what we're not doing, and how to order our lives and saying no to that which is not of God in new ways that we might make new room for Christ in our lives. So a few thoughts about today's feast and lessons. We will uh, end morning prayer this morning with the prayer of St. Chrysostom on page 20. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, I just promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth and in the world to come life everlasting amen the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy ghost with us all evermore amen good to be with you all for morning prayer this morning have a blessed second sunday in lent thank you so much Thank you, Father Scarlett. Bye, everybody. Thank you, everyone.